Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening, San Diego, and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. This is Jen Kearns filling in for my buddy, Andrea Kay. And the program will not be pre-recorded tonight. We are live and shot out of a cannon. We are ready to roll. Uh, I am live from New York City, folks, where freedom goes to die. But, of course, you all know how that feels. You are in California, the other place where freedom goes to die And boy, it is happening at a rapid clip under the Biden-Harris administration, is it not? Uh, Boy, Joe Biden getting uh, beaten up in the polls, and uh, sorry to say, rightfully so. Rightfully so, especially on the issue of how we exited Afghanistan. Uh, Now, being a a longtime San Diegan, uh, I know that uh, San Diego is a great military town. So I know you all are following this with great interest and a broken heart, uh, just as I have been and so many Americans have been. Um, Boy, Rasmussen poll overnight showing a devastating plummet, a devastating fall from grace from Joe Biden. 52% of the American people, according to the Rasmussen poll, say they would like for Joe Biden to resign over his handling of the situation in Afghanistan. And here is what is even more shocking. Over 60%, 60% of Americans asked, said they would actually like impeachment proceedings to begin against him the day after the 2022 uh, elections and uh, the midterm elections. So that is where we stand uh, at this hour. Democrats already rightfully worrying uh, about the impact that it will have on the 2022 midterm elections. And, and boy, are they right to worry about it. Uh, the 2022 midterms, typically the first midterm elections for a president does not go well for the president's party. Okay, so Joe Biden already has that uphill climb uh, working against him. So the the first midterms that happen usually happen uh, to go better for the opposition party. And that is because the American people love their checks and balances. And so that is historically uh, sort of baked into the cake, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I've been studying midterms for a long time. Uh, There are really three factors at play in the 2022 midterms. Uh, And foreign policy is going to be one of those huge, huge factors. The American people are not going to soon forget this. Um, The impact of foreign policy and disasters in foreign policy cannot be overstated here. Uh, It it works both ways. Uh, After the 9-11 attacks, which we are coming up on the 20 year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, uh, just, I mean, less than a mile down the road. I I happened to walk by there uh, tonight while I was preparing my thoughts for the show. And it it is just stunning to watch all of this unfold uh, on the backdrop of the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and and watching those uh, two World Trade Towers drop. 
But, you know, uh, George W. Bush was a fairly new president himself. And uh, George W. Bush actually benefited from his positive management of the war on terror in the midterms of 2002. That was just a year after the 9-11 attacks. Uh, Those were elections uh, that actually produced gains for the Republican Party. So George W. Bush was actually able to cut against that historic um, challenge where you usually have some losses for the uh, incumbent party. Uh, A year after the 9-11 attacks with the um, Taliban on the run, with Al-Qaeda on the run, uh, those midterm elections actually produced gains of eight Republicans in the House and two in the Senate. And that was pretty remarkable in the last hundred years. Uh, that's one of the only times that that has actually happened. Um, it also happened for George W. Bush's father, a little foreign policy impact there. Uh, at the peak of the 1991 Gulf War, the first Gulf War, uh, President George H.W. Bush had some favorable foreign policy performances uh, on his presidential approval rating. Uh, in fact, his performance in the first Gulf War was six times the impact of his economic policy back home. But then a year passed. And then when uh, George H.W. Bush was up for reelection, the economic news of the day, the hardships uh, that were going on in the country, um, his no new taxes pledge being flipped on him, all of that stuff usurped and became more important than the foreign policy. But I think for the 2022 midterms, uh, boy, foreign policy is really going to be a factor here. I mean, this dwarfed the disaster that was the Obama-Biden Arab Spring with Hillary Clinton uh, at the helm. And so uh, for the 2022 midterms, uh, again, that Rasmussen poll uh, does not look good for Joe Biden on foreign policy. Uh, also, other polls, Marist poll, uh, no no conservative poll there. Marist College uh, has his approval rating on Afghanistan uh, somewhere in the 30s. I've seen another poll that has his approval rating for Afghanistan at 20%, folks, 20%. Um, and uh, that that's the situation he's facing. Uh, in fact, the situation is so dire that the White House has decided not to send Vice President Kamala Harris, California's own, out to campaign for Gavin Newsom in his uh, California recall defense. And so I think that speaks volumes. Uh, One of two things is happening there. Number one is they think Gavin might be in too much trouble, that it's not worth uh, sullying the name of the White House and and dragging the White House through, through that a recall fight, or the White House is in bigger trouble than any of us have seen with the Rasmussen poll or any other polls. So a lot of interesting uh, factors at play here. Other factors that will be uh, involved in the 2022 midterms, of course, are the economy and domestic policy. And I have to tell you, I have been traveling across America. I've uh, got a new radio show, All American Radio. We launch on iHeartRadio next week. I'm very excited about that after Labor Day. And I have a forthcoming book coming out, which I'll talk about later in the hour, uh, calling for a feminist exit from the Democratic Party in the same way that Candace Owens called for a Blexit, a black exit, uh, because I propose that uh, the Democrats haven't really helped women, especially not through the pandemic, especially not with the 
government lockdowns. Um, but as I've traveled across the country, I have heard the reactions of Americans, not just uh, over the Afghanistan crisis, but uh, over Biden's own domestic policy agenda. And that is everything from mask mandates to um, mandated vaccine passports that are going on here in New York City uh, that are, you know, uh, happening in certain hotspots across the country. And you couple that in with the radical progressive left wing agenda that's being pushed by Biden and, and his friends in the Democratic Party. Moms and dads across the country are mad. And you can tell by going to any school board meeting, any city council meeting and any county supervisors meeting. And I know that people who listen to this show, the Andrea K show in San Diego, I know you've been there and I, I know that you've gone and testified and I know you've had to fight your own elected officials there in San Diego. Uh, to get the freedom to worship and the freedom to hold, you know, church services in parking lots at, at Awakened Church in San Diego. Um, it, it is just outrageous. And so there are a lot of factors that are going to come into play in the 2022 midterms uh, that were already there before President Biden botched the Afghanistan withdrawal. And speaking of San Diego, you guys have a, a real hero. I know that you know this. Uh, he's a longtime Congress member, Daryl Issa, uh, who held a press conference today welcoming back students uh, from San Diego County who had been stuck, who had been stranded in Afghanistan. I mean, this is just incredible on the heels of, of course, Jen Psaki telling us uh, just a few days ago, that nobody was stranded. Americans were not stranded. It was irresponsible to say that, you know, any Americans were stuck in Afghanistan. But uh, Congressman Darrell Issa held a press conference today at 1 p.m. Uh, I believe it was in uh, Carlsbad, no, El Cajon. And, um, and he stood shoulder to shoulder with these young kids. And I'm talking kids as in elementary students. And he welcomed them home. These were students, uh, both in uh, the, the Cajon Valley Union School District, and uh, they got stuck. They went over in the late spring, early summer to vacation with one or more parents, according to KUSI and Congressman Daryl Issa, and um, they got stuck there. They were there. They had the impression, they said, that the Americans were going to get them out, that the Americans were going to extend that August 34th deadline. And they actually got left behind after President Biden told the country that no American would be left behind. Now, officials are saying that uh, more than 30 California children, more than 30 and this is just from California. This is just from one state, folks, are stuck in Afghanistan when they went to see relatives before the Taliban uh, took over. And uh, thankfully, Daryl Issa was able to get this group of students from Cajon Valley Union School District and their parents out in time. And uh, I've been in contact with his office through some intermediaries, uh, a small group of folks working together to uh, get some other Americans out. I don't want to share too much and give away too much, but um, 
I think you'll hopefully be hearing more about uh, other Americans who will uh, be out over the next week or so. I know there's uh, some conversations going on right now with some wonderful, wonderful, incredible special ops uh, folks in the San Diego military community. And uh, that's about as far as I want to go in saying that. But but there's still an American pregnant woman stuck in Afghanistan that the White House and the Biden State Department and the Biden Defense Department, the Pentagon left behind. And uh, let's pray that she makes it home safely. She's already been, uh, she said, uh, kicked and punched in the stomach by the Taliban. And uh, she's a constituent of Daryl Issa as well. So we'll pray for her. Hey, when we come back, we're going to focus on domestic issues. I'm going to talk with the California GOP chairwoman, Jessica Milan Patterson, about uh, the next 14 days and what it's going to take to recall Gavin Newsom and how you can get involved when we come back on The Andrea K Show. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back, San Diego, to the Andrea K Show. This is uh, Jen Kearns sitting in for Andrea K. I wish I could eat more donuts. I, I really do. I don't know how. I don't know how Andrea does it. Um, give us a call 888-344-1170. I'll be taking some calls in the next segment. 888-344-1170. If you want to sound off on Biden's handling of Afghanistan or the California recalls. And uh, speaking of another dynamo lady who I don't know how she does it, I want to welcome to the show California's GOP chairwoman, uh, Jessica Milan Patterson. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jen. When you are on the radio in California, I want to be with you. So I'm excited to be with you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I-, I said at the top of the show, I'm I'm uh, phoning it in tonight from New York City where freedom goes to die. And then I realized uh, how much New York City and California have in common. It, it both places, freedom goes to die. <laughs> well, I think there were a lot of people that were predicting in the beginning of this year that both New York and California would have new governors. And we're here in the stretch with these last 14 days where we're not just going to get a Republican go- or uh, a governor. We're going to get a Republican governor here in California. And that's our focus as we try and change the tide here. We have seen what one party rule and what one man rule has done to our beautiful state, the state that you and I uh, have lived in for many years. Um, You know, you've been one of those people who had a great career here and California Democrats just made it too tough to live here. We've seen a mass exodus, so much so that we lost a congressional seat for the first time in our history. Californians are fed up. They want change. And we're going to bring it to them come September 14th. Yeah, it is interesting you bring up this this great similarity between New York and California. And and I always want Californians to know this, no matter what the polling says, know a couple of things. The public polling, the, the mainstream media polling is always 
underrepresenting Republicans by about 10 to 12 percent. Even Nate Silver at 535, 538 admitted that, right? And so I never want people to, to get disheartened by a very close race, which I know the California recall is. Don't forget, uh, Andrew Cuomo was saying the night before he was to step down that he was going to hold a press conference and talk about his agenda for the next year. So things can happen overnight, folks. And you got to stay in the fight, which I know you guys are doing. Um, in particular, I know there's a wildfire burning up north. Uh, wildfires are something that Californians, especially San Diegans, are used to, uh, especially the 2007 wildfires down in uh, San Diego in the north part of the county. They were devastating. I was down there for that, working for uh, Steve Poisner at the time, who was insurance commissioner. And, and uh, just imagine for a moment if a Republican had had lied about his wildfire preservation walk people through that because i think that's one of the most damning pieces of evidence against gavin newsom in this recall it truly is and you know what we're seeing with these wildfires um much of it could have been prevented if the governor had actually executed on the plan that he put forth to californians on what he was going to do on prescription burns and prevention, we would have seen a much more mild season. And uh, unfortunately, he lied to us. And he lied to us to the tune of 690%. He overstated what they had executed on. And it was essentially a one-day story with the mainstream media. Nobody has held him accountable. Nobody has asked him, why did you lie to to Californians? All while cutting the Cal Fire budget by $150 million. Our state is literally on fire. He told us he was doing these things to prevent it, and he lied to us. No one's holding him accountable in the mainstream media. It's our job as Californians to hold him accountable, and that's what we're doing September 14th by recalling him. That is so great. And look, uh, to, to lie like that, especially to the first responders and the brave guys and gals at Cal Fire, who I know the, the big military community in San Diego just has the utmost respect for, it is just a disgrace. And, uh, and, and you know, the mainstream uh, press in California ought to be writing about that more, although I know, I know they have it in some good order. So uh, every time I see you, I follow you on Instagram, every time I see you, you are not only a mother of two, two young young children, uh, a wife, a chairperson of the GOP, uh, a great fundraiser in your own right, doing media. You're also, my favorite posts are when you're also out walking and knocking on doors. How can people be involved in this recall? How can people get out there on the streets with you? How can people sign up to knock on doors? Because there are a lot of people who want to get involved and I want to point them all to the right place. I so appreciate that, Jen. And you know my background is in the field. It is knocking on doors. It is phone calls. And now with the amazing technology that we have on text messaging, volunteers can find the right fit for them. And we've seen, and when we talk about the movement that the polls aren't necessarily catching, we're seeing that with our volunteers. We finished last cycle, November 3rd, with 43,000 volunteers. We are now up to 67,000 volunteers. That's a 60% increase in what would normally be considered the first two quarters of an off year. We made 15 million voter contacts in the last two-year cycle. We've already made 10.4 million for just the recall. So volunteers are excited. They're fired up. 
CAGOP.org is where you can sign up to volunteer. Um, if volunteering is not your thing, you want to give us money. We have a lot of digital stuff that we can do in these last two weeks, and we are absolutely going to be holding this governor accountable. And we're excited to see Californians turn the corner. That's great. And, you know, the ballots are new this year, too. You can print them at home and then track your ballot as it gets sent back in. Uh, you, you've you also called for people to be sort of ballot box watchers. Explain that a little bit and tell people how they can get engaged in that, because I know a lot of people are very concerned about Election Day and ballot box security. Yeah, so election integrity is something that we actually have been working on at the California Republican Party in the last cycle as well. And that's why we were so confident when we won four congressional seats and spent and sent more new Republican House members to Washington, D.C. than any other state in the nation. We were confident in those elections because we did the election integrity work on the front end, connecting with our county clerk's offices, making sure that we had lawyers, staff, volunteers on the ground and making sure that no funny business was going on. This is something that we did not just on election day, but all the way until those votes were certified. So again, CAGOP.org, you can sign up to be a part of our election integrity team. Um, this is a phenomenal uh, group uh, that has only grown uh, since November 3rd election. Um, here in California, we are doing everything on the front end to make sure that voters have confidence in the ballots when they're cast. We want to make sure every single ballot is counted and verified. Well, great. Uh, California GOP chairperson Jessica Milan Patterson, thank you so much. Uh, San Diego, roll out. Go to CAGOP.org. Get involved. The last two weeks matters. You can truly make a difference. Just look at the state of New York and Andrew Cuomo. Bye bye, Andrew. Bye bye, Gavin. Hopefully we can say that in a couple of weeks as well. Thank you so much for joining, Jessica. I know you've got to run and I'm sure you're going to go knock some other doors. I encourage people to do the same. Thanks, Jen. All right. When we come back, we'll take some of your calls. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. When we come back on The Andrea K Show. The Andrea K Show. Strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I am your buddy, Jen Kearns, sitting in for the night. And uh, we thank the California GOP chairperson uh, so much for her time coming to give you uh, an update on where you can go to uh, potentially recall Gavin Newsom. Um, speaking of Gavin Newsom, he is oh so arrogant that he actually said yesterday at a press conference, I, I think it was a press conference, um, that uh, more people will die of COVID-19 if I'm recalled. Now, I don't know of any other person outside of maybe Andrew Cuomo who has such a God complex that he would actually say that as his closing message for his campaign, for his defense uh, against recall. Uh, but sure enough, he did. Uh, both uh, the Flash Report, our, our buddy John Fleischman up there in Orange County reporting on this, uh, as well as Breitbart, California. Uh, Gavin Newsom saying more people will die if I'm recalled. Uh, basically uh, taking a swipe at Larry Elder, uh, talking about how Californians should be free 
to combat COVID-19 as they see fit, whether you want a mask, whether you want to get a vaccine, uh, so on and so forth. But you shouldn't be required to do all of these things. I mean, for God's sakes, it's almost been two years. If Gavin Newsom hasn't saved Californians from COVID so far, he's not going to do it in the next year. He's not. Just look at the numbers in the state of California. Uh, It's nuts. Um, I thought this was interesting, too. Uh, Speaking of California politics, uh, the Public Policy Institute of California, the PPIC poll, uh, came out with a a brand spanking new poll today as well. Uh, Really, really close numbers on the California recall. Um, It's pretty much split 50-50. So this is why it's so important if you're uh, interested in walking and, and getting out the vote and texting people and, and phone banking, uh, you can do that right from your own iPhone. Uh, just go to cagop.org. Uh, seven in 10, according to the PPIC poll, seven in 10 California likely voters say the outcome of the recall election is very important to them. Uh, it's split along, of course, party lines. Uh, But when thinking about the September 14th recall election, 47% say they are more excited, more enthusiastic about voting more than usual. Uh, There's some interesting uh, statistics in the PPIC poll that don't go so well for Joe Biden. Uh, Only 46% of Californians, the most liberal state in the nation, so these are Joe Biden's people, 46% of Californians say things in the United States are going in the right direction. That is less than half. And uh, only 44% of Californians think the U.S. will actually have good times financially in the next 12 months. And so, uh, boy, you got to look at those numbers. As a Democrat, you can't be that thrilled. And if you're a female in the state of California, And I say this because I know California has been on the forefront of the feminist movement for the better part of 40 years. But if you're a female and you're trying to decide, can Gavin Newsom save me from COVID? Can Gavin Newsom keep me safe? Which is what we know most females want. It's what I always want in a relationship. Can this guy keep me safe? Um, I got some news for you. He hasn't done a very good job, not just on COVID, uh, but he has a dismal record on jobs for females uh, during the pandemic. Um, I've talked about this a bit on my own show, All American Radio, but uh, it's worth repeating that uh, during the Joe Biden lockdowns, during the Gavin Newsom lockdowns, during the Eric Garcetti lockdowns, these are all at the hands of blue city mayors, blue state governors, the Democratic Party, under those lockdowns, two million women in America left the workforce. Uh, The the first exodus was in September of 2020. Uh, More than 865,000 women dropped out of the workforce in the United States of America. Um, You know why? Because the month of September is when kids have to go back to school, right? So in September 2020, after their kids had been out of school already for six months, uh, moms and dads looked at each other and they said, which one of us is going to stay home and, and homeschool the kids and make sure the kids are on the iPad, make sure the kids are you know, not getting shot after school. If you're a parent in East L.A. or in Compton, South Central Los Angeles, 
Uh, these are real decisions that people have had to make under Gavin Newsom. And uh, so nearly a, a million women left the workforce. And then guess what happened again when the Democrats were drunk and high on power and loved locking down their constituents when other states all across the country were open? Another one million women left the workforce in January of 2021. Why in January 2021? Well, just like in September, after the uh, holidays were over with, uh, when school was meant to start back to session, guess what? It did not. In places like the Los Angeles Unified School District, they remained closed because of the teachers unions, because of people like Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, and because of people like Governor Gavin Newsom. So uh, a million women leaving the workforce in September 2020 and another million leaving in January 2021. That is two million women leaving the American workforce, primarily in the states of California and uh, in other liberal jurisdictions around the country. Uh, that is, by the way, folks, uh, for those of you calculating at home, that is the largest mass exodus of women from the workforce since the feminist movement began. And so if you're looking around to see who is your friend, if you're kind of sitting on the fence wondering how to vote in the California recall, uh, if you're a female voter and you consider yourself independent minded, maybe you don't always vote for the party. Uh, maybe you're registered independent, you vote on the issue, you know, not the party, you vote for the person, not the party. You ought to start looking at the people that you have voted in because they're not doing you any favors. And uh, and that that's the premise. Uh, I'm working on a book right now that's coming out in a few months, and uh, it's called The Feminist Exit, how the uh, modern-day feminist movement has betrayed an entire generation of women and why we need a feminist exit. And I go through all of this. And so, you know, whether it's masks and vaccines, well, that goes against everything that liberals have told us, right? That feminists have told us, right? My body, my choice, uh, a woman's healthcare decision should be between a woman and her doctor. Huh. If that's true, have you guys seen what happened to Candace Owens yesterday in Aspen, Colorado? She couldn't even get a COVID test a COVID test, not even a vaccine. She could not get a COVID test from the only mainstream physician that administers COVID tests in the now radical, sorry to say, state of Colorado. And uh, the, the uh, head medical director of that practice in Aspen, Colorado actually wrote her an email and said, because of your outspokenness, on COVID-19 and vaccines and other issues, uh, we are going to refuse to give you medical treatment here. You have to go down to that uh, COVID place where they're like giving, uh, giving the homeless their, their COVID tests. You, you can go there, but you're not gonna be allowed in this practice. Well, what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? What happened to that? Uh, <laughs> is this the death panel Sarah Palin told us about? Because it certainly sounds like it. So the feminists have lied to women saying, oh, it's your body. It's your choice. Uh, what you do is between you and your doctor. Don't you dare ask a woman if she's on birth control, if she's had an abortion. Don't you dare. Oh, but you can ask a woman if she's uh, been vaccinated. 
Oh, you can ask a woman, um, why aren't you wearing a mask today? Oh, you can ask a woman to see her vaccine passport. Yeah, that's the modern day Democratic Party. They are doing it hook, line and sinker for their bosses in the Democrat Party. And they're doing it all just so they can win elections, just so they can stay in power. They don't care about you if you're a woman. They don't care about you if you're an independent woman. They don't want you to think for yourself. They just want you to think what they tell you to think. And so we'll go through that. I mean, I could I could talk about how Gavin Newsom has has uh, disadvantaged women all day, all day. Think about the working moms, the essential workers in, you know, uh, East County in uh, central San Diego County, East L.A., the moms uh, who, who couldn't take off during covid and they had to worry about their kids getting shot after school. But you wouldn't know that if you turn on the mainstream news, right? Because uh, if you listen to Democrats, if you listen to liberals today, if you listen to the mainstream news, boy, they want to defund the police because they want to tell you that the number one issue these moms care about when they're at work is that their son will get pulled over and shot by a police officer. Yeah, that's not true either. The number one issue, according to polling, and this is according to Gallup polling and the Pew Research Center, the two gold standards of polling, non-biased pollsters, they tell you the number one issue parents care about when it comes to the police and their kids is that they want more police in their communities, not less. And that's even after the George Floyd incident, because moms care. But they're they're not so concerned about their kids getting pulled over. They're concerned about their kids getting shot after school. And that's happening in Gavin Newsom's California. So uh, when we come back, feel free to give us a call. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170 here on the Andrea K Show. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show here on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. I'm Jen Kearns sitting in for the big boss today, and I'm so glad you're you're along with us. Well, uh, I want to continue on this uh, Gavin Newsom path because... Gavin Newsom had the nerve to say yesterday that more people will die if I am not protected from this recall, as if he's the white savior for for everyone in the state of California. And um, I particular, I always look at this probably because I am a woman. I look at this through the lens of being a woman. But this this really this talking point could apply to anyone. If you're married to a woman, you work with a woman, you have a daughter that's going to be a woman. Look at how the Democrats have really harmed women during the COVID-19 crisis, not just in relation to the management of the virus itself, which look at the hospitalization numbers in the state of California, look at the ICU capacity in the state of California. They want you to think it's the dumb hicks down in, you know, Louisiana and Oklahoma and Texas and all those Trump supporters. No, look at this liberal states, despite all of the measures being taken, 
the hospitalization rates are still up in these liberal states. And uh, as I was saying before the break, Gavin Newsom hasn't particularly helped women who I think are going to determine the outcome of this recall election. Uh, No, that's right. Uh, Liberal leaders who participated in these lockdowns from New York City to the coast of California, they had women running for the exits of their careers. And uh, naturally, I understand liberals don't really understand how business works. So it's understandable how they sort of miss this. Uh, But here it is by the numbers, folks. Women own more than 11.6 million businesses in America. And women represent about 40% of all privately run businesses. I think the number is slightly higher in the state of California. And uh, look, in 2019, what I call 2019 BC, before COVID, those businesses employed nearly 9 million people. That's according to American Express and their report called the State of Women-Owned Businesses. But if you're a liberal, uh, you know, you, you sort of missed that memo, right? When you closed all the businesses in your states, you closed the restaurants. A lot of women out there are restaurant owners, San Diego, Los Angeles, you name it. And so with their anti-business lockdowns and their anti-restaurant policies, liberal politicians from Bill de Blasio in New York City to Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles from Andrew Cuomo, who is no longer, to Governor Gavin Newsom, who may be no longer in just a couple of weeks from now. Uh, They haven't delivered this blow to white male-owned establishments across their states. They've delivered a knockout punch to the women, to the women that they always claim to protect. And uh, if you look at the statistics, it's pretty damning. Uh, Yelp reported pretty early on in the pandemic that 800 businesses had closed per day, not just due to COVID, but because of the government policies and the lockdowns. That was from mid-March through September, and nearly half of those businesses were owned by women. And uh, and really, the list goes on and on. According to Yelp, also, more than 60% of those closures weren't just temporary For 2020, they were permanent. Those are women who put their life savings into businesses who, instead of maybe sending their college, you know, their kids to college, they put it into the restaurant they owned. And uh, under Gavin Newsom's quote unquote leadership, they lost it all. And so if you're a woman, if you're an independent minded person and you say, well, I don't know how to vote on the recall. Uh, you know, this certainly isn't the California recall hour, but I, I think you can see by the numbers I've laid out that the choice is pretty clear. So Gavin Newsom says more people are going to die if he's not uh, uh, if he's not saved from the recall. Are you kidding me? California will be so prosperous. It'll be more prosperous than the times when Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was in. And even though I loved Arnold a lot. He got spooked pretty on in his uh, pretty early on in his administration and started doing the climate change and the tax increases and all of those things because uh, he didn't win a couple of those ballot initiatives so early on. And he, he sort of got spooked. But, man, you let someone like a Larry Elder go into that executive office and rip the Band-Aid off of this state. You're going to see the engine, the economic engine of California start back 
in a way that that really hasn't. And and by the way, speaking of Larry Elder, it scares the left to death that we might have uh, the the conservative black governor. Uh, boy, that that is really going to chap them. And so, if you're a minority and you're listening to this show, driving home from your office, uh, Gavin Newsom puts you in, in in a pickle as well. Uh, more than 5.4 million firms in the United States of America are majority owned by guess whom? Not just women, but women of color, according to the National Association of Women Business Owners. And as of 2019 BC, before COVID. Those firms employed 2.1 million people. And as of 2019 BC, before COVID, they generated $361 billion in annual revenue. Again, that's according to American Express. And that is some purchasing power, and that is some buying power, and that is some investment power. But the liberals who are in charge in Los Angeles and Sacramento, they, they don't want you really to succeed. If you're a minority and you're a female, they don't really want you to succeed. You know why? Because you won't need them anymore. You won't need them anymore. You won't need your stimulus check. You won't need your welfare check. You won't need, uh, you know, your government program, your after-school program. You'll be able to do all of that for yourself. And that is the big lie that the left is telling women today. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'll be watching with great interest. The California recall just, uh, gosh, uh, less than two weeks away now. Do you all have your ballots or how are you going to vote? Uh, let us know. Tweet at us, All American Jen, at All American Radio. Uh, sound off here. And I know Andrea will be back with you tomorrow and uh, want to be, uh, be talking with you then. And uh, it'll be interesting. Um, one last note. Since I've been uh, diving into the numbers here, I, I had to laugh about one last thing here. The PPIC poll, the Public Policy Institute of California, said that um, the, the numbers on Newsom are pretty split. He has only a 53% approval rating, which, by the way, when Donald Trump had that approval rating, they said Donald Trump had a low approval rating. But, of course, they won't say that when it's Gavin Newsom, right? So, so Gavin's polling at around 50%. And here is what makes no sense to me whatsoever. It says that about 50% of Californians approve of the job the California legislature is doing. If that doesn't tell you how far off the polls are, I don't know what is. If you think Lorena Gonzalez and and that whole crew up in Sacramento is, is doing a great job, um, boy, I've got some oceanfront property in uh, the next state over to sell you. Uh, so those are the numbers. That's all I know.